welcome to another edition of Tech Post here on Limerick City Community Radio, broadcasting across Limerick City and County on 99.9 FM every weekend, with thanks to our friends from Wired, and also in association with the Limerick Post newspaper, and this goes out as part of the Limerick Post podcast network, so definitely subscribe there, and uh, there's loads of other podcasts in the feed that you can get, including this one, the Tech Post, and uh, we come out every uh, third Sunday of every month and I'm back again with Dave the Don O'Neill. Dave, how are you doing? I am great. <laughs> Dave, just to let people know, if you have anything that you want featured on the show or if you have any tech questions, please get in touch with us at techpost at limerickpost.ie. Uh, so send us in an email. Um, I am in the process of getting us set up on Twitter and Facebook, so you will actually be able to contact us on that pretty soon as well. Um, but yeah, definitely send an email to techpost at limerickpost.ie. And we'd also uh, really appreciate if uh, if you are subscribed in whatever podcast app you're using, uh, give us a rating or a review, uh, five star if uh you can spare the stars for us please but only uh, if it's genuine like you know if you don't yes. like us one star will do yeah. you know? <laughs> and if you've anything that you disagree with that we are saying if we're if you think we're um being unnecessarily biased or we're technically wrong on something we'd love to hear from you as well perish the thought <laughs> yeah no we're never technically wrong no couldn't be couldn't be dave uh right um Let's get straight into it, Dave. Uh, just a follow-up from the last time we were on uh, the last show. We were talking a lot about Elon Musk and his um, the whole debacle with Twitter and uh, his, mm. his his potential bid. So since the last show, Dave, um, I, I, I don't know how much you've been following it now. I kind of have been dipping in and out of it, so I can't say that I have as much details as the last time. Right. But effectively, he put in his bid. Yes. He got his financing put in his bid. Um, the board accepted the it. The board accepted it, which they they kind of had to, considering the, what the bid was, they would, they'd probably be in trouble and not water if oh, they they'd be didn't. Sued, yeah. yeah, so uh, that was accepted. Uh, but since then, it's, it's almost kind of been like one of these on-off things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, him saying one thing, them saying something else. Um, you just don't know whether it's actually going to go ahead or not. It's yeah. really weird. Um, the the latest part that I saw it was, was that uh, he wants, um, I suppose this is kind of down to due diligence really, but he wants to them to prove that less than 5% of the accounts on Twitter are spam. Yeah, that's before pretty much he, it, yeah. Before he'll sign the papers or whatever, whatever contracts need to be signed. Um, now, I think that's, that's a ludicrous um, request really because... I, like, I don't know the inner workings of, of Twitter, but I can guarantee you there's more than 5% of spam accounts on it. Yeah, uh, and that's, that brings me to my thought. Um, I think he was always looking for a way to get out of it. Yes. Uh, that, now, that, that was in my mind as I was reading all this stuff. I mm. was actually going, was this all just a big play? Yeah, it could have been. Was it like, and, but what's the end game on this? But I don't know. I just... I don't get it. I don't get exactly what what was going on here with him. Um, it's I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird that he would have um, that he would have actually said that he wants to go ahead with it. Now there was there was all these different things that came out that he was saying that he was going to unban a lot of people, including uh, former President Trump. Yeah. Um, he was going to 
like make it a lot more open. But he's saying some of the stuff he was saying was just really kind of I won't I won't say nonsense, but it was kind of like it was almost though he was stoking a fire. Oh yeah, and and just waiting for something to erupt and and, and people to kind of blow up online. But anyway, um, I don't know. I, I, do you have any take on this, Dave, or do you have any well, more look, details for me? I, I could be wrong because I thought that um, President Donald Trump was going to back out before he actually became president. I thought he didn't want the job, but I thought it was just doing the same thing, just stoping the fire or whatever, right? Okay. So I could be very wrong, but um, I, I think he was looking for a way to back out, but he just wanted to stir the pot and... I don't know, get a, a whole bunch of publicity, but get out of the deal without actually saying, eh, I don't want it anymore. It's some way to save face. Yeah. And, and if he can do it this way, if they can't prove this 5% bot thing, right, then mm. I don't know, he gets to save face and he can say, well, I tried, folks, you know? Yeah, because um, like the the Twitter share price is kind of, it's, it's dropping again now. It's heading oh, yeah. back down to kind of close to where it was before he made his bid. Yeah. Um, so is it possible? Like, cause we know that he had bought so much shares beforehand. Yeah. He still owns right? 9% or whatever. Yeah. yeah so I, like, well, well, we don't know if he still does. He might've sold some of those. Right. Mm. So like when you look at the way the share price rose drastically, when he did all this, he started his bid and everything and mm-hmm. all that. Um, and it went, it went pretty high, like it almost doubled, I think, really. Yeah, I know, I know um, what you're suggesting here. I know, it, yeah. yeah it, that, did, if he gets caught, be could, very... he have, could he have offloaded a load of shares and then said, I oh, know, I won't bother buying it up? He, he's already under investigation by the SEC. So that would be a bad move, I think. Yeah, if he did, it would be like if, to get caught doing something like that because he's garnering the system. Yes. Um, so, Insider trading, they call it. Yes, indeed. Um, so it's it's... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a really, really weird one. I don't yeah. know what to kind of even make on it. It's well, I still hope I'm wrong. I hope he does go ahead with it. Really? I do. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, all right. If okay. nothing else, just to shake it up and maybe stir the pot. <laughs> mm. um, I don't like Twitter. So if I see it burn, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, okay, right. And yeah. That's my personal thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just... Uh, I, I just... Like... The whole idea of shaking things up, well, like we all know that like social media and a lot of the stuff online is very harmful to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and cause a lot of people a lot of mental anguish. Um, And there are a lot of angry kind of, what's the word? Well, I suppose the easiest thing to call them is trolls, right? Online, the the keyboard warriors who sit Mm -hmm. behind the keyboard and say a lot of things and make their threats and say different things to people, derogatory things, and would never say that in public. And we had a discussion about this one over one of the last episodes as well about like the the whole thing of responsibility that like if you you want free speech, you got to have, you got to have accountability and responsibility for it. Um, But I, I just like, do we need something like this being shaken up to create more and more of this, this online vitriol really? Like, like it, it's all very well to kind of go, ah, it's a, it, it looks good. When you're looking from it from afar, we can like, both of us can look at it and kind of go, ah, this is bonkers and it's nonsense. Yeah. But does the world need this nonsense? 
to go on considering what it causes to people. Look, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's already bad enough. Um, like it's terrible as it is. I mean, there's mm. enough vitriol to go around for, I don't know, yeah. eons yeah. Um, at this stage. Um, so yeah, okay, look, it could be making things maybe worse, but how would you propose we make it better? You see, there's no, I don't think there's a way, at least not without getting no. rid of the internet and social media completely. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe. That's the thing. Maybe there's a call for getting rid of social media. More therapists. People go um, up to therapists and just and let them the, remind you that, look, the difference between reality and social media, yeah. basically, you know, the yeah. Dougal and... Uh, if you want to be, if you, if you want to have social in your life, just uh, go meet your friends and go talk to them. Um, actually, one of the best things we're going to we're going to end this section here now mm-hmm. on uh, on this. Uh, but um, the one of the things was uh, inside the bar there recently, where the, the password for the Wi Fi was uh, put down your phone. <laughs> and I, I think did you did you say you saw something? Or somebody said to me they saw no. somebody another uh, place for uh, again like a, a restaurant or a coffee shop, and the password was talk to your friends. <laughs> 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 just a little reminder to people yeah. just to kind of like, you know, put it down, put it away. There's nothing social about sitting there in your echo chamber, reading stop, what stop, everybody else is saying. Stop doom scrolling or whatever they call it. That's right? the word doom scrolling. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So that's, uh, I won't say it's an update on Twitter because there isn't really much to update except the no, fact that uh, speculation. He, yeah, yeah. He, he hasn't bought it yet. And, my guess is he won't. So I'm, I'm agreeing yeah. with you on that. Day. Well, he, he did say, uh, he did put out a tweet saying, I'm still interested. I still want to do this. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Let's move on to the big news actually of the last month. Uh, I'm going to move on to this part now. And this <laughs> is <laughs> yes, Google I.O. So Dave, did you watch the keynote of Google I.O.? Do you want to know the God's honest truth? Yeah. I was watching it. I got halfway through and I got bored. So I just watched the uh, Google I.O. in 18 minutes thing after that, basically. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, pretty much. Um, I got everything that was... Yeah. I'm glad you've you've been honest with me on that because um, to to be honest right back, I kind of did pretty much the exact same. (laughs) Um, It it was, I don't know, they're, they're just kind of, there's a lot of faff around what they're announcing waffle yeah and it it's it's hard to listen to some of it sometimes so that the those condensed things where they just cut out the bits and pieces that you don't need to know about yeah. um especially for us with our very very busy lives here yeah. so, the, the, i suppose the the main part of it anyway right is the the google uh the pixel 6a yeah right so um Okay, the, the Google Pixel uh, 6a is the new phone that they announced, which is kind of their like um, their entry level. It's like kind yeah. of the the iPhone SE. It's um, a mid range kind of phone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, now when we say it's mid range, the, 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 the specs on this thing are quite decent. They're not bad. Yeah. So. It, what it seems to be is the way they're putting in is it the Tensor chip they put into it? Yeah, same chip. Yeah, and um, so like. This is very similar to what happened with the with the iPhones. Is like the iPhone 13, where they put the same chip in across all the, the different phones. So it's not as though the Pro ones have a higher chipset. Uh, it's like the same chip all across them. So these things are great on performance. Yeah. Um, what these things got as well as two cameras. Um, the way the, the camera array on the back, like it's not just a little camera bump. Now it's kind of like this camera bend across the back of it which is very similar to the Google Pixel itself. Mm. Um, 
and yeah, it's got a, 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 one less camera or yeah. something. Yeah, and a decent, a really, really decent screen on this now, a little six-inch screen on it. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you were to compare it to the, to the iPhone SE, which is still has like the the home uh, button on it, and and the kind of the touch bezel, ID or whatever, yeah, yeah the, the touch bezel, ID yeah. Uh, all around. So you got your top and bottom. So you've only a four point seven-inch screen on the on the um, iPhone SE. Um, you you can't really compare it to the iPhone 13 mini because that's in a different price range altogether. Oh, so these yeah. things were announced and they're going to be available for pre-order in July. And the I think the entry price is, was somewhere around $450. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and they're going to sell like hotcakes. They are, yeah, yeah, they are. This was really, really like looking at it, a really, really nice phone, um, full of features. Um uh, has the... Um, 5G, yeah. uh, Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth mm-hmm. 5.2, I think, inside in it. Right. Um, has the two cameras on the back, uh, mm-hmm. your wide and your ultra-wide camera. Uh, so a really, really nice, nice device. And at that price point, a really attractive offer. It is, 450 like, you know, yeah. in, this, uh, in this economy, that's not bad. Yeah, so it'll probably, like in yours, it'll probably come across something similar as well once it gets over here. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that was the Google Pixel 6a. Um, the I think the, is it the 7 is, yeah. is, is kind of, has been teased for coming out in the fall? It has. Autumn. Autumn, yes, <laughs> indeed. Autumn. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they showed um, they showed a snap of it as well, and they were talking yeah. about, oh, the, the evolution of the Pixel design. It, look, they, yeah, they made a few little incremental changes to it. Um uh, they didn't say much on it except for the fact it's going to get another new chip. Um, obviously, the second iteration of the Tensor chip and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. they just gave a very brief. And it'll tease. run um, Android thirteen. Which oh yeah, is out of the box, right? Android thirteen is Tiramisu. Is it? Yeah, Tiramisu is the is the code name on it. Is it? Yeah, on um, Android thirteen. Yeah, they yeah. kind of dropped the the official dessert names years ago, so I haven't been keeping track of them. Yeah, so it's 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 yeah, I know that they don't like it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's just a, it's kind of an internal code name now that they yeah. use for their development. Um, a beta version of that actually came out, um, I think, last month as well. Actually, yeah, they normally um, do release developer previews. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think there's. Um, I'm trying to see what um, what what did they bring out like that? Plus. They're, they're doing a lot more things like, you know, um, system-wide photo picker, um, better localization, different things like permissions for accessing media files, whether it's locally stored or externally stored. Like So the, it's kind of like if something needs to get permissions to read something on your device, mm. that instead of just saying that it needs access to your storage, it's going to say, okay, it needs access to your images or your video or I your see. audio, that kind of thing. So they're just kind of, they're trying to um, separate those out into different permissions, mm. um, which kind of makes sense really. Um, yeah. So instead of just something having global access. Um, so there's, um, I think there's other things inside this which were yeah, to do so with the, the um, per app language settings and stuff like that. Yeah. I have no idea why anyone would need that. If you speak more than one language, you're going to have the app in the language you prefer, right? I mean, all your apps, at least that's, am I wrong here? I'm not bilingual, I'm, so I'm I can't actually, say Yeah, that. I'm trying to think why you would need an app in, one app in a certain language. Unless it's a shared device or something like that, where yeah, like, shared device, know. or if you were trying to learn that language and you wanted to do something, yeah, in I, that I language and do one thing in that language in, in one app, so you can't complain yeah. about it. It's an extra feature. Why yeah, 
Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, that was the beta version that came out anyway. But anyway, back to like the the Pixel Seven. Anyway, that'll be coming later this year. Yeah. Um, right. The next thing that was uh, shown off was the new Pixel Watch. Right. And um, is this this the first watch that Google have brought out? Well, it's it's their first Pixel Watch. I, yeah. I think they've collaborated a number of times with uh, other manufacturers um, in the past, but yeah. um, this is the first time they brought out something. And you know, with the acquisition of Fitbit, um, that yes. put them right in the position yeah. to do so. So and, it was inevitable. Yeah, they, they really stressed the the features, the Fitbit features that mm. are going to be part of this Pixel Watch. Yeah. Um, I'm presuming it's it's running that Tizen OS that they've developed with Samsung. Uh, you mean Wear OS, yeah. Which is Wear, oh yeah, Wear um, OS, yeah. It probably won't be the Samsung version of it. No, it'll be a specific uh, version for them. But hopefully mm. they'll take whatever enhancements that they made to the one with Samsung and, and uh, yeah. do it for themselves. But yeah, absolutely. Because Wear OS was a bit kind of unloved before. Yeah, really. very much yeah. so. Um, yeah. Now, one thing that I noticed watching the, the keynote is the, the, the main difference between a lot of the what I'll call the Android watches, which are going to say like, you know, whether it's yeah. the Pixel, the Google ones or the Samsung ones, which are the two main ones really. Mm. And the Apple watch yeah. is the screen shape, yeah. right? Yeah. So the, like, the Apple watch has your square face on it. Yeah, okay. your rectangle, yeah. yeah. And all the other Android watches are all round. Most okay. of them are, yeah. Yeah, pretty much all that I've seen around anyway. Mm. Um, the three or four that I've seen in the last 14 months. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say years there, but that would be putting too much of an exaggeration well, on it. Some of the Fitbit's um, um, rectangular at one point as well. Um, yeah, a lot of them are yeah. actually, a lot of them, actually any of the ones you get yeah. now, the Verse or any of those have a, have a rectangular screen on them as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, like, I, I want to know, just, okay, give me an opinion. Like, why... Are they so fixated on a round screen? Well, I don't know, to be honest with you. I kind of always prefer round as an aesthetic choice. Mm. But I can see the disadvantage when it comes yeah. to reading text and stuff like yeah. that. But I, I don't know. I think it's a style thing. Yeah. Now, like the round the round watch face is really simply because we've gotten used to it. That's the way clocks look like. Well, yeah, right? clocks, yeah. But this is not kind of like, it's not as though this is new, this square square watch is like new mm. since smartwatches because I remember having like digital watches back in the 80s oh, that yeah. were square. That were rectangular, remember, yeah, remember, absolutely, remember, yeah. Actually, remember the ones that were like um, the, actually, you know what, we'll talk about this a bit later on anyway, but remember having you had your calculator on your watch. Oh yeah, or your, Casio watch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'd be banned from school for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can't wear it in school because it's a calculator. You felt like you had a computer on your wrist at the time, yeah, like yeah. you really did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll actually talk about a bit more about that later on in the show, actually. So stay tuned for a bit of retro talk later on. All oh, right. But um, anyway, um, the, the, these round faces, like, I really think they don't suit a smartwatch because it's not just for telling time. And the reason I'm saying it is this was so glaringly obvious in the mm. keynote speak when everything that they demoed it was actually cutting off the text top and bottom. Yeah. So they were showing it doing messages or uh, different information on whether it was weather or health or anything like that. And you couldn't read what was there. You could only read at the widest point in the that's, middle. That's correct. Yeah, you get and used to it. Um, you, you've got to scroll. I've got a, um, a gal- uh, sorry, um, what's it called again? The Galaxy Watch 4. Yeah. And yeah, you do have to kind of 
focus in the center and bring your text into the center to read it properly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, okay. So seeing as you have one and you're a user of it, hmm. now I've, I've like, I've got the Apple watch, um, regular listeners know that I'm the Apple guy and yeah. Dave's the, uh, the Android guy. The, the correct guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we could start off here now. <laughs> Listeners, get ready for a fist fight. <laughs> That'd be great. Fist fight on radio. Um, anyway, um, right. So how much do you see it as an inconvenience in your normal day? I don't really, to You've be honest. You've just gotten used to it. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't do, like, I, I don't use the watch for anything too immersive anyway. Like, you know, mm. it's just more of a... Uh, it's for telling time. It's also for checking heart rate, sleep, and stuff like that. So it's, it's mm. multifunctional in that way. But for for immersive screen kind of things, I kind of use the desktop first, phone second, watch third. Right. Okay. That's just my habits. Yeah. yeah. I found myself going more towards using the watch when I can. Mm. Um. I well. That, that's just me. And once again, I'm going to give, I'm going to just uh, jump in small bit here and say Vodafone, Air, Tree, any of those um, mobile operators, will you please, please, please get eSIM support so for wearable devices so we can actually get the cellular versions of the watches over here, yeah. which means that I can actually go out whether I'm going for a run, walk, to going to the shop, anything, and I don't have to bring my phone with me. Yeah, this is the um, cellular version. Yes, and you can't use it. That's correct. Yeah, so you can't get that. Like I have actually tweeted to them and anytime I mention it, <clears throat> I've tried to get onto support, tried to ask, I get completely blanked. Now there's customer service for you. That's absolutely brilliant yeah. for all those operators. I'm calling you out on it here. No, that I have, yeah, but I'm calling them out on the fact that I have multiple times publicly tweeted asking them about this and got not even a response from them. Yeah. So there's your customer service. They don't care. They won't even, like, even if they just said to me, it'll be 2024, right? Okay, Grant. But I get complete radio silence. Yeah. They um, won't tell you that. And not it, until it's, the it's bosses tell them. No, because, yeah. yeah, that's it. You can, you can be sure that they're in their team meetings every, every Monday and it's like, mm. right, stomp these queries out. Just, <laughs> yeah. they've been told. But yeah. it's like, the, the support has to be there. The network has to be able to support it already because they do. You can get eSIM support on different on your devices. Phone, yeah, but yeah. they don't support any any other device but your, but phones at the moment. It's 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 stupid. You know, yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah. So I would really like that. But anyway, um, yeah. So we're kind of uh, small bit off topic there, and yeah. small bit. I feel heated over that. <laughs> a little bugbear. I like to get that out now. That's just, uh, that, yeah. that's, that's been it's nice It's annoying to being vent. always like behind the curve here when it comes to like yeah. getting new things and our cellular providers are terrible. Yeah. Really so are. listeners, please uh, maybe join me on this. Help me out on this one. Can you please tweet to um, all the different mobile operators and ask them for cellular support for wearable devices Yeah. Um, so that we can actually get using these because as I said I'd love to be able to just go different places and leave my phone behind uh, but I do find myself actually using the watch a lot more for like answering text messages a text message come in and you can scroll down to one of the pre-made answers yeah, and just yeah, kind of exactly. like uh, say on my way or okay or something like that mm -hmm. a very quick answer um, I've been walking around the house talking um uh, like often the like if my phone is upstairs or mm. somewhere else I'll just pop in my earbuds and answer like press the answer button on the watch and I can talk away because it's coming through my earbuds then yeah. um, and walk around so I'm not like talking to my wrist like Dick Tracy or something yeah, yeah I was, I was thinking <laughs> that <laughs> yeah um, but it's it just it's very liberating and um, mm. but the 
most of like notifications, I have most of my, what I call stupid notifications turned off. Um, top battery tip, if you have a wearable device, turn off as many notifications of different apps. Like, do you really need to get a notification for every tweet? Do you need to get a notification for every email account you might have? Um, you, you might not need to get notifications for certain things, different apps, and turn them off on the wearable device. So you can still get them on your phone, but don't have them come true because it will save your battery a, a good bit. Um, so yeah. um, that's the biggest complaint I have. Yeah. It's not the round watch face; it's the battery on this thing because it's got yeah. so many features. Um, it, you'll get two days out of it, Max. Well, that, that's all I get as well. Two yeah. days, yeah. yeah. So and you have to charge every, and you, you just get into the routine of it. It's just, yeah. But you have to do right. Yeah, have you ever got fast charging? Um, it's not terribly slow charging, but yeah. it will take about a couple of hours at least. Yeah. All right. Okay. Like I find that if I put mine on, like say if I get up in the morning mm. and while I'm getting ready, if I put the phone or the watch onto a charger, mm. um, by the time I come back to it, it's probably about halfway charged before I go out the door. Okay. So well, like if, if, it was dead, if it was dead and I got halfway charged, I get the day out of it. Okay. But yeah. then like it just means that maybe during the day, if I'm sitting at my desk, I could actually just pop it on charger again for another yeah. hour and, and I'd be up to pretty much up the top. Well, I keep one at home, one at work. Yeah. Yeah. Same, yeah. So, um, right, we, we somehow segued around the Pixel Watch announcement. Yeah. But uh, oh, I did want to mention something about the Pixel Watch. Um, yeah. The thing about the Pixel Watch is now this could be, I don't know, it could be a major uh, bummer, um, but they're using a Samsung chip inside there that was in the Galaxy Watch from 2018. What was it called again? I can't remember, but it's an old chip, basically. It's four years old. Oh. And yeah, and that's the bad thing about it. Uh, so it's not going to have as many power-saving features as the newer chip in the Galaxy Watch 4 would have. Yeah. But... Um, it all depends on how they code the OS. If they make the OS efficient enough, we've seen Apple do this in their phone um, phones because a lot of Android phones have better, technically better hardware in some cases than the mm. Apple phones, or at least they used to. But Apple made iOS so efficient on their own hardware that it's, um, you know, yeah. so it could happen, but it is a bit of a bummer for me to see that. I was hoping they'd be bleeding edge and whatever, you know? Yeah, they didn't seem to put any price on it yet as well. It's not going again. It's not going to be available until later in the year. Yeah, um, but they didn't seem to give any kind of indications on price on My it. My guess is it will fall below whatever the top Samsung watches, but it will still be. It wouldn't be like a complete budget option either. You're talking probably around two fifty, three hundred. Um, maybe more. Hopefully less. I'm hoping less. I'm hoping they'll. Oh, really? they'll I'm hoping they'll price it at two. Oh, I can't. I, 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 I think so. Well, with a chip that yeah. old, you know? Well, I suppose, yeah, maybe. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Can't see them coming in that cheap. I can't set a precedent that, that low, really. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see anyway. Okay, we'll know, we'll know later I, I, on. I know nothing. Okay. I know nothing. nothing. Okay, uh, next thing they announced was the Pixel Buds Pro. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, effectively, this is really like the exact same as everything else that's out there. Um, just the pro version brings the spatial audio and the active noise cancellation. Mm. Um, and they're touting it as uh, up to 11 hours of playback. Um, and it comes in four different colors. Oh my God. Uh, okay. What are the colors? Come on. Read do them. I have to? Oh, you do. Do I have to? Yeah, we have to inform the listeners. All right. Okay. Um, coral. Coral. Okay. Lemongrass. Oh, lemongrass. Oh boy. Fog. Fog? <laughs> Which is actually light blue, as they're calling it fog, and charcoal. Uh -huh. Charcoal. Yeah. Uh, I, don't know, I think I'd like the charcoal one. Yeah. I, I'm I, just going to call it black, though. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. So 
there isn't really much to say about these. Uh, they're, they're basically just your earbuds. Um, they're, I don't know. They're the same as all the other ones. That's you it. see, there's, there's it's no very one. difficult to review earbuds, even if you have them right here in front of you. Yeah. How do you tell people, oh yeah, it sounds good, because it's so subjective, we can't yeah. demonstrate it. Yes, it's yeah. it, it, audio is extremely subjective. Mm. Um, like Everybody knows when something sounds really bad. Oh yeah. But when you get to this level, and especially if you've got things that like have spatial audio, um, and the active noise cancellation. Mm. Um, it's like for these things, really, one, it comes down to the fit in your ear. Yes. And again, that is so different for everybody because I know people who can't wear the AirPods, the Apple AirPods, mm-hmm. but they can wear the AirPods Pro. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I also know vice versa people who have said that they have returned their AirPods Pro because they keep falling out of their ears and their normal AirPods work fine. Okay. We'll stick in. Now I have the normal AirPods and I can go for a run. I have done different things mm. with movement that I would have considered yeah. that these things should have dropped out and they stick. They're stuck inside my ear. They're okay. brilliant. Um, fair enough, yeah. So the, the, they're just a perfect fit for me. And it's actually one of the reasons that I haven't gone and upgraded or gone out and actually looked at getting the pros because I'm like, well, what if... They're just not what I want. What if the what if I fall in that bracket where the older ones are better? Yeah, um, like and you can, and you can't really just go into a shop and just put them into your ears and say, "Oh, yeah. let me try this." And because you, uh, you like, it's like asking to go in and try on underwear, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It comes uh, it comes down to a point of hygiene, then, really. So, yeah, it's a tough one. And of course, as long as the return policy is generous enough, then you can take a risk. Uh, as long as you know that you can get your money back. Yeah. Um, now, I think I think the pros in terms of um, the AirPods Pro, are, sorry, is the Google Buds, are they um, the same fit as the AirPods Pro or are they like the, I haven't let you see yeah. them. You got a picture of it there. Here, look, I'll show you a picture of what they look like there. They're kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, those, yeah, so, yeah. yeah so they're uh, lost uh, recollection there. Yeah, so um, they're, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things you have to try it and see for yourself. Well, There's the, nothing, nobody can give any advice on that really. Yeah, well, the ones the ones that come with the, the rubber fittings though, they tend to give you different sizes. So, yes. so you know, you can try them out. You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. All right. Okay, next, let's move on to uh, something that I didn't expect them to uh, say anything about. And it's also something that nobody can expect to even see for some time yet. Mm. Uh, the Pixel <laughs> tablet. <laughs> um, this was, I, I consider, one of the most ludicrous parts of a keynote that I've ever seen. Mm. Whereby in 2022, Google are saying that they're bringing out a Pixel tablet in 2023. What? Yeah. What? what? A year. Okay, Google, I've got a, a bit of advice for you. Fly to China. There are literally hundreds of factories making these things, these Android tablets, that you could pick any one of them, buy a container of them, and there you have it. <laughs> done. It's, it's done for you. It's, yeah, it's done for you. I do not understand how Google at this time, like the, in, in, in this part with all the different products that they have out there, yeah. are announcing a tablet for a year away. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny, right? Because, you know, you would think a phone has been a bit more personal, a bit more intricate in, in its design yeah. and how they, they build it. Yeah. And the tablet, well, at least in, in tradition, when they used to do the Nexus line versus the, the phones and the tablet, they didn't really put a lot of effort into the tablets, to be honest with you. Um, they, no. they were a bit lackluster. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Are they trying to fixate on this one too much? I don't know. They, they could bring out a version one a hell of a lot quicker than they have. And like if they had started working on it, maybe even in 2020, then they should definitely have something out by now. Yeah, but if, uh, if, even if it's going to be next year, don't say anything about it this year. Don't, don't, don't bring it out. What, why, what's the benefit of saying, like, is it that people are going to hold off on buying a tablet until next year because this thing is on the way? I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Like, announce it when it's ready. It's true, yeah, it is a bit early and I don't yeah. know what they're thinking was alongside it. Maybe they were going back to their old philosophy of don't be evil and we're going to be kind and announce we're bringing out a tablet in a year. In, in a year, all Just right. to uh, satisfy like, our fans. Yeah, uh, uh, the, I don't know. Actually, here's here's a, a pop quiz question for oh you boy. and for our listeners. Uh, quick, Very quickly, Yeah, what year did Google release the Nexus 7? Oh God! I oh 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 okay okay okay. I want to say this was the last time they had a first-party Android tablet. No. All right. I know they brought one out in 2013, but that was the second version. I think the first one I am thinking was 2011. All right. Well. Okay. Yeah. Well, the the last of their Nexus sevens, which was the last time that Google had an Android tablet, was 2013. All right. So well done, Dave. <laughs> are you are you sure? Was there not a Nexus nine as well? There might have been a Nexus 9, oh, and I God. can't remember when that fell, but it was definitely, well, probably the first half of the noughties, or sorry, the 10s, rather. Nexus 9, co-developed by Google and HTC. That's right. And that was 2014. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, right. Okay, well, the their, their, their own one anyway, which yeah. was the Nexus 7, was 2013. Right, yeah. yeah. That, I think so, that was the second version of it, yeah. yeah. So... This they're, they're, they basically were saying it's a premium tablet and it's going to be running Android and um, tensor powered chip again. Mm. I I don't know. I did this it, the whole thing that part really really baffled me. I just I, I couldn't I couldn't grasp what they were doing there. Yeah. They, they, yeah. For for a company the size of Google, like it'd be grand if if I came along and said I'm going to try and build a tablet for a year's time away. Yeah. Fine with my limited resources, but for someone like that to come along and say we're going to have a a tablet in a year, it's like it's so much changes in a year. The tech industry goes by so much that like they can't be even showing off the tablet that they're going to have in the year. Could be all foldable or rollable glass by then. Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want a premium tablet today, yeah. uh, Samsung have great offerings on that front, uh, and they have some budget offerings too that aren't too shabby. Yeah. So yeah. but if you want an Android tablet specifically, exactly, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of foldables, how many foldable phones have you seen in the wild, Dave? Do you know what? Yeah. Precisely zero. Right. I'm now at two. Really? <laughs> two in the wild. I've seen two different people with phones. Um, I think actually we, the last time we talked about this, I think I was at two at that time. All I'm right. still at two. Um, yeah, they're just, they're just not there. Okay. And, and every time you look at them, the um, like the person who opens it, you just you all it comes out and stares me in the face is this big horrible crease in the middle, where it's just like distorted and color is wrong and everything, and you know it's you know it doesn't got, have long to live. It's um, 
our, our foldable phones, the, the new 3D TV. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I was thinking of that analogy myself not too long ago. And I think yeah. it, you could be right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious, like mm. the, the amount of hype around them and everything. And it just hasn't happened. Yeah. I was watching a video yeah. on uh, YouTube about um, the last 3D TV made. And it was by LG, very good passive 3D TV, but it just went, and it was, it was only when it was getting good. And yeah. then it stopped. No more. Yeah. <laughs> 2016, folks. And yeah. yeah, the foldable phone could be 2023 or whatever. It could be the last year of the foldable phone. Yeah, could, could be. be. Yeah. Right, Dave, the last real big thing that they announced at uh, Google I.O. Um, was the AR glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Now, this, uh, this part I really liked, right? Because, now, first of all, it wasn't really a demo. They didn't demo anything. They basically just did a video of someone wearing glasses that looked suspiciously like just normal glasses <laughs> because the size and shape of them, they just looked like, they actually look like the glasses I'm wearing right now. Um, you couldn't even see if there was a camera in it. It was like, that it had to have a camera for what they're saying it could do. Of course. Um, and the the lenses had to be some pretty sophisticated lenses to show what they were doing. But effectively, they were just showing people wearing glasses, doing things, but then had kind of overlaid the what might have been on the screen in front of the person uh, to show what they could be reading off the inside of the the screen, the the, the lens on the on the glasses. Mm. Um, but the concept. Now, up to now, I've been an AR skeptic or a, again, I, I would put AR in the, and for, for listeners, AR is augmented reality, yeah. um, whereby through a, a screen, you see things overlaid uh, in front of real life, what you're looking at. Metaverse. The metaverse, yes. So um, the, uh, but the, yeah, the, actually the metaverse are kind of kind of going for more virtual reality yeah. where you're just in a completely enclosed virtual reality of VR. Yeah. Uh, but this AR, up to now, yeah, I could see different things whereby like if you were walking around a city and these things would point out what you're looking at in terms of the building or give you directions based on where you're heading for that you'd see an arrow come up in your corner of your eyesight and just kind of say, right, you're going to go right at this junction here. Yeah. Um, Yes, I can see different things that would help there. Um, they did show a demo of like somebody taking a photo. Um, I don't think this was in the AR part, but it was a, basically a photo of um, items in the aisle of a shopping um, shop, a supermarket. Yeah, and it picked out. I think it was like was it the product that was like safe for people who might have a nut allergy, that kind of thing. It could show you different information about them. Now, having that built into your glasses, be able to just, as you're walking around, if you needed that information, if you have an allergy and you're going around and this thing will highlight the one that's safe for you, mm. um, that's great. But this part of the AR demo that they showed, whereby it was two people with different languages talking. And I'm here sitting, say I'm here talking, in French. Bonjour, Dave. And Bonsoir. you are sitting talking in English and we're both wearing the glasses. Mm. So what you say gets translated on screen for me mm -hmm. by the glasses to French and yeah. it shows me in my native language. And what I say back to you gets translated and shown in your native language. Mm -hmm. So we can have a full conversation. Now, if you take it that step further where 
it's not just being shown on screen that if the glasses were like, you know, I don't know if you've, have you ever tried the bone conducting glasses? No. Oh, I did once. Um, it was fabulous. Oh, Actually, okay. I, I was so tempted to buy a pair of these at one stage. Um, but then I just didn't <laughs> since got the better of me, but I really, really enjoyed the, the demo of it really of just, um, effectively what it is, is in the stem of the glasses that go over your ear there, it uses where it connects to just over your ears, the bones there and kind of back along from, uh, I suppose from your, the line of your eye temple back to where the, the, the bone is there to conduct the sound into your ear. Okay. Right. And effectively you're sitting there, there's nothing in your ear, so it means that you can actually hear everything that's going around, hmm. but you can hear music, nice. right? It's coming into your ear and the quality, okay, it'd be missing certain uh, aspects of it, like the bass wouldn't have been great now, like, oh, it's very hard to produce that. Um, but I was listening to a song and I was like, yeah, I could listen to this. I could actually do something. If I had these glasses on, I could do something while I'm listening to it. Uh, but my ears were free, so I could actually be aware of my surroundings as well. Um, so th if you had something like that built into the glasses, whereby as you're speaking in a different language, the glasses are translating and dictating it to me audio, mm. right? Now I can even, instead of having to read on screen what you're saying, I can actually hear in, uh, like a, whatever yeah. voice assistant is going to tell me what you're saying. So that would really be like, I thought this was amazing. This was brilliant. And this is where AR definitely. And, and they also mentioned things like that the glasses, if there's a camera in them would translate for someone who was doing sign language. Oh yeah. Now that really opens it up, right? Yeah. So that means that there's a huge accessibility feature in this mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just really, really like the demo and I hope it's not vaporware. I hope something like this can come out. If they can produce this kind of product, I think it, it's great to see that kind of innovation being there because this is going to push other yeah. companies to do something as good. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and someone's going to come up with something that can do this. You're, we're, we're hitting for kind of like Star Trek levels of the, um, the, yeah. the universal translator there, oh, whereby any two people can meet and know what each other is saying. Yeah. But yeah. as long as they have the glasses. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope it goes the other way around as well, um, mm. that it also translates uh, verbal languages to sign language. Like, and it could show... How, how, could how they not could it show, show the sign symbols on, on the, the lens? Could it not do that? See, so far, anything I've seen of any of these glasses, the mm. lens, what it shows is on the inside. Yeah. I don't know if it could show something on the outside of the lens. Mm. Like, because I don't know how it's actually, how is it, Putting oh, no, no, I mean, for, for a deaf person to see the sign language translated from their English, if they don't know to lip read, for example. Yeah, but like if it just, just say you need to see, like I don't mm. know sign language. Yeah. So how are you going to, so you're signing to me and I'm saying something back to you, mm. right? What's it going to show you? Where's it oh, going no, to show you? No, I'm speaking. So, so you're deaf. Yeah. I'm speaking to you. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, I get you. So yeah, I'm the yeah. one wearing the glasses. Okay. Yes. Right. So yeah. you're, I'm speaking and then on the inside of it, it would show a sign of what's been said. Well, 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 well put it this way. Why would it show a sign? It could just show text and let me read it. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's okay. true. Yeah. <laughs> so, why, would, why would I say that? Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I think you were over-engineering a solution there, Dave. That's me, yeah. All right, okay. Um, speaking of actually over-engineering something, Dave, um, how, uh, how many Meta glasses have you bought recently or um, when, do you, when do you wear them and... Come on. Come on. None. None. <laughs> None. All right. So my question is, uh-huh. why are Meta over-engineering their ads on the radios all the time with telling people all about how pictures are taken on a smart glasses? Well, I think they care about people's privacy. Okay. Um, slight bit of sarcasm there. But the question is, why are all these ads on the radio about smart glasses when you can't get them? They don't exist. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah. You have a theory, though. I'm guessing you have a theory. I don't. You well, don't? Well, well, I suppose the, the only bit of a theory that I have is that they're trying to precondition us to... Because the last time they, the uh, Facebook brought out their, their glasses... Um, or actually, no, it wasn't Facebook. It was no, Google the, Lens yeah, when, or whatever. Yeah, when Not Google, Google Lens. Well, Google the, Glass. Google Glass, that's yeah. it, yeah. So w- when Google brought out their Google Glass, it was an utter failure. People were not being allowed into shops, not being allowed into restaurants, into bars and everything because this thing could have been recording. Right. Right. And it, like there was m- multiple reports of people walking up to somebody in the street and like the, if you stopped, friends were stopping and like going to their friends and saying, take those off if you want to have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want you taking pictures or recording what I'm saying. I, it, it, fe- it felt creepy. Right? Yeah. And it was. Right? Mm-hmm. And it is. So this maybe they're doing this ad campaign to try to condition us to the fact that... This is the norm. This, or it's going to be the norm. It's going to be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So if they keep overloading us, because... I'm like I uh, on unbelievable the amount of adverts. That I'm, I'm stunned at the amount of adverts that are on the radio at the moment for this. Like it's costing, it must be costing them a fortune. Well, of course, because yeah. Th- there's a couple of ads per hour at this stage. I would think I'm constantly hearing like just a, another update from Meta telling you how you can take pictures, how you can talk to it, or somebody the sign that somebody's taking a picture could be that they're tapping on the side of it, um, or they're saying it. So it's. It's really, I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, maybe they're just pushing as much information out there to make it look as though, to make it seem as though this is kind of just everyday behavior now. Yeah. So that when they do launch it, it'll sell. Um, last thing on the glasses though is if you've got someone like Google bringing out their AR glasses, Meta bringing them out and you've got say Apple, there's, there's talks that Apple are investigating AR glasses as well. Oh God. Right. If all of them have these features, surely, please, 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 before they start on all this, make a standard so that they can all <laughs> talk to each other because there's nothing worse than I come up to you and I'm wearing Apple glasses and you're wearing Google glasses and we're talking different languages or something yeah. and these things just can't like talk or can't correspond or can't do what the feature that the other one has. So I'm talking and it's translating for you and you're talking and I'm standing there looking and it's going to say, turn right at the next junction. Uh, so it's, I, Yeah, um, but I, I, mean, yeah. I hate to break it to you though because normally when companies do that, they, they band together to create a standard. It's usually yeah. in advance of an actual product though. Yeah. And the fact that it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, like we, uh, we, we can see, I think we talked about it on a previous show about the Matter, which is the, the consortium that came together to bring home um, smart devices yeah. talking to each other that is still vaporware mm-hmm. it's now like it's still it's it's supposed to be coming out 
later this year in the autumn. And, I heard that, yeah. And like I've heard that enough times already. It's been pushed back that I'm now a matter skeptic. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's like, will we see this? Because the, I don't know, It it's really kind of, it shouldn't be that hard to get a specification down and get people making the devices. There are a lot of people committing to it, but is it going to actually happen? And why does it keep getting pushed back? And the, like version one of the spec is going to be feature light in a lot of areas. So if they can't, if it's taken this long just to get version one going and that they've all agreed on the standard, then it, it, to me, it seems a bit vaporware-ish. Mm. Um, okay, it probably will, but... Um, of course, I mean, it's mm. it's bound to, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dave, sad bit of news. Uh-oh. Sad, sad, sad bit of news. At a ripe old age of 21, the iPod is dead. Oh. Apple have killed off the iPod. Oh. <laughs> How many iPods have you in drawers at home? None. Okay, right. <laughs> right. So my first question on all this, well, it's not really my first question because I did just ask you a question. <laughs> my next question is, what was your first MP3 player? Oh, it was a, a piece of junk. It had uh, <laughs> uh, 128 megabytes on it. It was, it was just an El Cheapo brand, but my first good one was a Creative Zen. Oh, really? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Grand. Okay. So my first MP3 player, this will be hard to uh, get your head around. Again, same as you, 128 megabytes. Yeah. It was a watch. Ah. Right. I'll Ooh. actually, I'll actually, do you know what? I'll bring it into work and show it to you actually, because this thing had a headphone jack at the side of it. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't even know why I'm pointing because like, no, nobody can see me. Okay, you can see me, Dave. I can uh, see, yeah. Headphone jack at the side of the watch yeah. that you could run the cable up to your ears and put in your headphones. And it had a USB cable built into the strap. Oh. USB-A oh, built yeah. into the rubber strap that you'd pull out, plug into your computer, download your MP3s onto it. And then you had your buttons at the side, which were your play, play and pause. All right. And it was just a normal watch on the front. right? Okay. And th- this was... Brilliant, because again, I could just put on the watch, put on the headphones and go for a run and listen to my music, right? I loved it. So that was my first MP3 player, really, right? Okay, okay. Um, I then did get the original iPod when it came out. Right. Right. And still have it and it still works. Right. Loved it. Um, But I have something here, Dave. One second. And I just reach over here and get something. Look, Dave. This happens to be, I would say, this probably my favorite iPod, right? Wow. That ever came out, right? This is the iPod Nano, yeah. okay? And I think it's, I think this one was the fifth generation, right? Right, yeah. And the beauty of this is, it actually, okay, besides the fact that you've got your color screen um, with all your bits and pieces on it, and you can look at, you can watch videos on it, it's tiny. It's actually tiny. But, oh, is that... Is that playing something now? It certainly is. Oh, actually, actually, yeah, there was a speaker built into it. Oh, I pressed play by accident there anyway. Um, besides that, um, it was, uh, what you call it? it? It's also got a camera on it, Dave, look. Oh, wow. So you can actually take photos and record on it. Ah. So it's actually pretty, pretty cool and nice device. So, um, yeah, I love it. I actually love it. I feel the weight of it. Yeah, it looks like yeah. it's fairly light, yeah. Uh, uh, it's years old at this stage now. So, uh, it doesn't but, look that um, old though. What yeah. year? 
Um, I can't remember what year they came out. Um, right. iPod, let's have a quick look Fifth here. generation uh, now, is it? Yeah. iPod, fifth, uh, this is live search as we record. Um, fifth generation, I know it was. Uh, actually, funny enough, when you, when, you, when, you, um, when you Google it, some of the things that come up is, was this the best iPod ever made? So the fifth gen nano was um, uh, 2005. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty good so, for 2005. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I really, really liked that one. I really, really loved that one. It was the um, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous device. Mm. Um, really, really cool. So anyway... Unfortunately, goodbye to the iPod. <laughs> so they've discontinued it after 21 good years of yeah. uh, defining a music playing industry, really. Yeah. Um, well, there's still plenty of 2019 versions out there and they come with up to 256 gigs. So get yeah. them while you can. Uh, I'm sure they'll be floating around on eBay. Oh, they will be. <laughs> There'll be yeah. plenty of them floating around. Um, right. Uh, so what have we left to cover, Dave? Um what I want to do is I want to ask people, what's your favorite retro gear? Give us a shout, techpost at limerickpost.ie and let us know what your favorite retro gear is. Um, anything that you have that's retro stuff, um, I'd love to hear from you. And, and if you have, let me know what you have. Let me know, what, even if it's lying around the house and you haven't started up in a while, let me know what retro stuff you have. Um, I think maybe, Dave, we might specialize, we might dedicate... A, a show to all the retro stuff at some stage over yeah. the summer. Uh, we do a recap and um, I might, I'll dig out some of my old stuff. It's like the old iPods and bits and pieces. And mm. I, have, I have a lot of old retro gear at home. So I think we'll, uh, we'll go and look, look for that. Uh, right. A few quick things there. So Dave, at the end of it. Um, so just to uh, round up. Um, TUS, uh, which is the um, Techn Technological University of Shannon, um, is um, partnering with um, Sage and to deliver an e-learning portal for accounting students. Um, there's also 80 new jobs for Legato's Limerick R&D Hub coming up as well. Nice. And uh, that's pretty much it for the local news at the moment. So Dave, uh, thanks for joining me and we shall be back again pretty soon. Pleasure as always. All right, see you again next month. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Tech Post is brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio 99.9 FM every weekend and in association with the Limerick Post newspaper. It also goes out as part of the podcast feed from the Limerick Post where you can get this show and loads more great shows. Please give us a rating and review if you like this show in whatever podcast app you use. Don't forget you can get in touch with us at techpost at limerickpost.ie if you have any questions, comments or suggestions or if you'd like to be featured on the show. Key music is by Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets and you can get their great music on Apple Music and Spotify and production assistance from Eric Fitzgerald. <laughs>